words of scripture. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Okay. I think we're going to have a slideshow up here in just a second. There we go. Thank you for technology. So Jesus walked into a cafe thinking this would be a great place to share the word of God. When he walked in, he stood at the door and said, hello, I am Jesus and I want to share the word of God. The crowd got excited and was curious to hear more. 
But as the crowd started to follow him, Jesus said, wait, though, before we go outside and enjoy time together, I'm really only looking for certain folks. Okay, so he asked of the crowd, how many of you had fathers that were carpenters? Well, a few did and a few didn't. How many of you healed the sick? There's a few, few, few fewer people. How about mothers that rode on donkeys while pregnant? Fed a crowd with five loaves of bread and two fish. And there was a last guy that walked up a little late, and he's like, oh, I thought this meeting was on Zoom. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you're not, you're late. You're not welcome either. So you get the point. Good morning, everyone. I was really happy to have Pastor Heidi ask me to speak this week on one of our church values, Courageous Inclusion. You see, this topic is very near and dear to me and has become part of my life's work. I started coming to BUMC about 20 years ago after I moved to Cleveland, and this has been my spiritual home since then. Even after a few moves slowly further away from Brexville, currently live in Bath, and sometimes that's why you see me and my kids sometimes rushing in quite, you know, right after service starts because we've got a little bit of a drive. Um, but even after I've moved a little bit further and further, honestly, there's never been a, a time where I've been more engaged in the ministries of this church, and I'm so happy to call many of you my personal friends. It wasn't until the last five years or so where I really started to holistically and personally thrive. I mean, I did thrive by the traditional sense, I guess. I had kids and work and a church life and, and friends. But the last few years have been way, way different. The difference? I've been able to morph in a way where I feel comfortable bringing my whole self to work and other places in my life, including church. Well, what do I mean by that? What this means is the ability to bring to each situation in your life all the special bits that make you, you. It means owning your strengths and passions and doubling down on these and not letting your weaknesses bubble up too much in your life. In reference to today's scripture, those special talents of yours are your very own pots of gold. For a good part of my life, I really didn't connect all the dots between my personal passions and beliefs and my own purpose. Like many, I was on this hamster wheel of life and didn't take a whole lot of time to do personal or spiritual inventories. Honestly, I've historically never really been a fan of today's scripture, even though I did pick it out. <laughs> I always hyper-focused on that master's abrupt response to that third servant. You know, that servant that thought they were being prudent and eliminating risk and not really putting themselves out there? I mean, in the traditional investment sense, that's not entirely bad, right? Eliminating risk. But the master's backlash at the servant for those actions, wicked, lazy, tossed into darkness, gnashing of teeth. It sounds like me when I'm having one of those mom moments when you just pray the windows are not open. <laughs> The lens that I looked at this story historically has been from feeling sorry for that third servant, to want to defend him from being bullied or, or, or uh, thought differently than the rest. But what seemed, for seemed what was seemingly like a fairly rational action, keep the goods safe, babysit those bags. 
I had not taken the time to appreciate the deeper perspective of this parable until I started owning and recognizing my own talents as big and small and as quirky as some of them may be and figuring out how to weave all these together. It is with this different perspective that will allow each of us to continue to be courageously inclusive. Looking way back at my youth, I used to spend a lot of uh, summertime lunches eating TV dinners and watching The Price is Right with my sister that used to babysit me. And I would literally jump up and down and shed tears of joy when someone landed on that dollar on the big wheel or when that little mountain climber guy didn't tumble over. And it's that same type of emotional reaction that would appear again and again in my life with no notice and in the strangest of circumstances. I looked at that more as of a weird Christieism than really any type of strength. I didn't know how to harness that into something more meaningful. The real catalyst for me to appreciate the different viewpoint of today's scripture came many years later when our church voted to become a reconciling church, which is a fancy name for voting to allow anyone to be welcome and fully participate in our church, regardless of race, sexuality, marriage status, wealth, etc. Back in 2014, when the ribbons were handed out by the ushers leading up to that vote, my children asked me the meaning of those ribbons. After explaining in my best, nervous, most nervous and unprepared and uncluttered way what it meant to be reconciling, my boy's response was profound. Cool, what's for lunch? You see, I had previously thought someone else's happiness was derived by someone or something else, that something and someone else was the puppeteer. With that conversation I had long ago with my kids, they didn't ask me what committee would be doing this reconciling work. They didn't ask how the pastor's job description was suddenly going to be changing. Their simple response to me basically said, well, duh, Mom. Of course we should be providing a safe and loving spot for everyone, that we all have the ability to make space for everyone. We have the ability to be change makers. We can be part of a movement that brings joy and happiness to people. And maybe that joy and happiness isn't $10,000 on spinning the big wheel or whatever dollar amount it is right now with Drew Carey. But we all want to create a space where we can have a moment of, in, in the lifetime of deeply believing in Jesus' unconditional love. A place where you can be your whole self and not just the self that you think others might want to see. A safe place to ask questions about faith and race and sexuality, a place where we can empower individuals and families to own their personal faith journey. A place where being a little weird is okay. So this brings me to my life's work. This sort of personal revelation I was going through started to really emerge in the business world as well in the form of something called social responsibility, which is essentially how a business and business can be profitable and purposeful. Think back to that pot of gold analogy in the parable. How can each business do good with who they are and what they have been given? The actions that businesses take to utilize their pots of golds can be measured through something called ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. 
It started with companies really focusing on the E side of the equation or environment, which is their carbon footprint. In essence, how can we preserve the limited natural resources given to us? Then along came G, governance. And this dealt with cybersecurity and risks and, think, and keeping things private and, and or potentially um, the unethical opening of accounts. Now we get to my favorite part of ESG, which is right in the middle. It's the S. So the S part deals with how people treat customers in the communities they serve. And let me tell you, the S had quite a moment last year between the killings of George Floyd, the socioeconomic disparities associated with COVID, women not coming back into the workforce, LGBTQ rights, etc. Businesses one by one increasingly became vocal about how they were going to react to end systemic racism and work towards providing a platform for everyone to thrive. There are some absolute amazing efforts companies are doing on the ESG front right now and it's become so important to some companies that they are willing to state them publicly. Um, pub they're willing to state publicly their intentions and possibly even pay higher rates of interest if they don't meet these goals. And this is the new sector that I created at my work. Just to give you some examples, Pandora, the jewelry people, they're planning to use only, their goal is to only use recycled silver and gold by 2025. H&M, the clothing maker, has a similar goal towards recycled materials. Uh, we have Budweiser. They're looking to be carbon neutral and conserve water in especially in disabled communities. Novartis, the pharmaceutical company, their goal is to, act in a, of many goals, is to access, have access to medicine in low to moderate income communities. And the list goes on and on. JetBlue, American Electric Power, U.S. Steel, Carnival. And there's even specific goals that companies have regarding hiring of, of diverse um, employees. Not just women, but also black, Hispanic, LGBTQ, people with disabilities, and veterans. So let's bring this back down to BUMC for just a moment. We were actually woke here on many of these topics long before they were in vogue from a corporate perspective. Our recycling programs, our waste reduction programs, our missions and outreach programs, our inclusion task force, our racial inclusion studies, the list goes on. Being responsible to our community, being responsible with our own carbon footprint, opening our doors to everyone, this has been part of our own DNA for a really long time, friends, and we should be so incredibly proud of ourselves. But being courageously inclusive means we can't stop here. We at BUMC are not just passionate about inclusion, but courageous inclusion. Courageous is really important word here. The act of being brave in situations where there is risk. My friends, we've made great strides in the inclusion front since our vote in 2014, and so much work has followed. BUMC was way ahead of that ESG game. But let's also be inspired by some of the courageous work we see some of our corporate friends doing. Let's be inspired by the community around us. Yes, 90% of the population of Brexville is white. But if you think about the reciprocal, 10% of our community is not. 
Okay, Christy, well, what does this really mean? Well, I guess this is up to you. As Jamie spoke to this morning, there's really two sides of the inclusion conversation. One is creating a, self and a safe and welcoming space, but we also need to create an invitation for people that feel in the minority or that feel overlooked, that feel isolated for whatever reason that is. This can be said also for the same for people that might have mental illnesses or disabilities, and not all disabilities can be seen, by the way. Are we creating safe spaces for everyone to feel included and loved? So some of you may be saying, oh, Christy, how could I visually identify diversity or spot how inclusive I might be? Well, I think this is where the rubber hits the road. Are we using our own pots of gold in a way that allows people to bring their whole selves to the table? Are we being true to ourselves to show our own vulnerabilities? I never envisioned a time in my life where I could freely talk about my feelings on social justice matters at work, but society's evolving friends where we can create spaces for everyone. Are you living a life that is promoting bringing your whole self to the table as well as others? One of the key parts of the parable is when the master hands out those bags of gold. Those bags, it wasn't the same amount of bags of gold to each servant. The bags were handed out based on their ability. Not everyone has the same ability, folks. What strengths do you have that can be leveraged for impact? to allow people to bring their whole selves to the table. Not everyone has a desire or ability or interest in marching down to Columbus or DC and demand change. I know that's certainly not my calling, but it really does take a village. In the case of George Floyd's murder, do you think it would have gotten worldwide attention if the act wasn't recorded? Thankfully, there was someone present that had a phone. That small act had such an amazing impact. What has God called us to do? Where else can we seek inclusion? What side of the coin, of that inclusion coin, are we today? Because it fluctuates, doesn't it? Sometimes we feel like we're isolated and no one can identify with how we're feeling or thinking. And the other time we're looking for ways to invite people to the table. How about this? Does anyone out there like to read? I'm not necessarily talking about books on race or mental health or LGBTQ topics, which you know, is great if you would like to, but why don't you challenge yourself to periodically read a book from a diverse author or maybe find a small business bookstore to buy from. It's so easy to go on Amazon these days. Do you like the arts? Maybe next time you and your friends are out and thinking about taking a trip down to the Cleveland Museum of Art, maybe instead you can stop yourself and say, hey, I wonder if there's any other exhibits that might be out there. I can tell you the LGBTQ Center has some amazing art exhibits and installations that you could see and sponsor. Same goes for beer and winemakers. You absolutely can search for brewers and winemakers by different categories such as veteran owned, black or brown owned, or LGBTQ owned. Same can be true for investing your money. You can certainly do that in a thematic way. Do not be overwhelmed by the conversation of inclusion, but rather think of your passions and your bags of gold and ways to weave the two together. 
We have a wonderful group of people in this church that are very committed to many of these topics, and we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to me or to the church office when we want to know how we can best use our pots of gold, which is our amazing church family, to be supportive on your journey of inclusion. I love this church. Time and time again, I witness what a wonderful safe space this is to break bread together and learn, question, and pray. All you need to have is the willingness. invite you to stand as you're able as we continue in our songs of worship. And at home, I would like to, uh, and in person, if you are on our Facebook uh, feed right now, I'd like to you to, uh, I'd like to, to invite you to share your prayer requests. Is 
should all be seated. Let us pray. God of love, we come to you today with our prayers for your world and your children. We pray for those creatures who are misunderstood and for those places which are abused. May there be loving care for those who have not known love and for those who struggle to care. May there always be another chance for those who live in fear and for those who bring fear to others. May there be justice and peace for those living with wounds and for those confounded by death and loss. May there be hope for new life. For those who want to understand more and for those who are content, may minds and hearts remain open. O oh God, hear our cries and lead us to love your world and your children. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, 
and we pray together the prayer Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go in peace, love and care for one another in Christ's name. And may God bless you with every gift needful for God's work. May the Spirit grant you the willingness to risk yourself completely for the sake of the gospel. And may the love and the compassion and the hope that the, and the faith of Jesus dwell richly within you both now and forevermore. Amen. Church.
Have a wonderful week.
Gentle human. Um, for you have to be anywhere for are you doing a Sunday school?